Welcome to the Coronavirus Weekly Brief. We're your hosts. I'm David Sturman. And I'm Emily Schneider. Here are the headlines you need to know. In an exclusive report, the Associated Press takes a look at the race to secure vaccine doses and examines all of the reasons why the inequity between rich and poor nations was greater than anyone could have predicted. Some experts believe that the way the pandemic played out in the beginning, affecting wealthy nations first, was one of the root causes for the disparity in vaccine access, since those nations were also the ones that were most able to develop and manufacture the vaccines. In many cases, export restrictions kept companies from sharing doses or even intellectual property with other countries. Quote, the disparity was in some ways inevitable. Wealthy nations expected a return on their investment of taxpayer money. But the scale of the inequity, the stockpiling of unused vaccines, the lack of a viable global plan to solve a global problem has shocked health officials, though it wasn't the first time, writes the Associated Press. Even the global purchase plan to provide doses to poorer nations failed. It was so underfunded that it couldn't compete with the competition from wealthier nations. And then, once vaccines were bountiful in wealthy countries, instead of sharing or donating excess doses, they lowered the age for vaccine eligibility, meaning more of their population could be inoculated. But the failure to provide vaccines across the globe ensures that COVID-19 will continue to spread and mutate. Quote, a lot of these multinational organizations, these plans, these coalitions, they don't have teeth to enforce what they think is a fair and equitable way to distribute resources, end quote, said Dr. Ingrid Katz, an infectious disease researcher at the Center for Global Health at Massachusetts General Hospital. She said the key question is whether vaccines and essential medications are a commodity or a right. Quote, if it's going to be a commodity, we're going to keep walking down this road every time we have something like this, end quote. A CBS News poll finds that unvaccinated Americans are the group least concerned about the Delta variant. Political rights, while 48% of not fully slash not vaccinated respondents in the poll released Sunday, said they were concerned about the Delta variant. 72% fully vaccinated Americans are worried, unquote. The poll helps illustrate the challenges focusing the effort to get Americans vaccinated. At the same time, according to hospitals, Unvaccinated Americans make up, quote, the vast majority, unquote, of cases of COVID-related hospitalization in the United States. The Wall Street Journal writes, Advent Health, which manages 41 hospitals across seven largely Midwestern and Southern states, said about 97% of 12,700 COVID-19 patients treated this year were unvaccinated or partially vaccinated. The data excludes some Advent Health hospitals managed under joint ventures. Moreover, Jeffrey Coleman, Chief Quality and Safety Officer for Advent Health, told the journal that most of the unvaccinated people who have been hospitalized have immune issues that affect their resistance to the virus. Another hospital chain, HCA, reports that fewer than 1% of hospitalizations it deals with involve vaccinated individuals. South Asia is now experiencing the suffering that ravaged India, Brazil, and the United States with deaths from COVID-19 soaring and hospitals overwhelmed and oxygen supplies dwindling. Indonesia is at the center of it and of the pandemic as a whole now with the world's highest count of new infections, while Vietnam, Malaysia, Myanmar, and Thailand are all facing the largest outbreaks yet. Indonesia's cases and deaths have skyrocketed in the past month. Many scientists blame the Delta variant, which is now spreading unchecked in the densely populated Java Island as well as Bali. 
A CASI regional public hospital, where some COVID patients have waited days for treatment, has erected large tents on its grounds with beds for up to 150 people. Nearby, in Jakarta, the capital, a long line of people waited for hours outside a small dispensary, hoping to fill their portable tanks with oxygen, wrote the New York Times. On Thursday, Indonesian authorities reported almost 57,000 new cases, the highest number yet, and on Friday they reported a record 1,205 deaths. But health experts say even those numbers are an undercount. Dickie Budeman, an Indonesian scientist at Griffith University in Australia, estimates that the true number of cases is three to six times higher. On Saturday, the 11th Circuit Appeals Court state of Florida federal judge's order blocking the implementation of the CDC's plan for regulating the return of cruise lines. The appeals court order did not discuss its reasoning in depth. The decision split the court 2-1. The original lawsuit was brought by Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, he viewed the CDC plan as the policy harming Florida's economy. Two South African soccer players have become the first athletes inside the Olympic Village to test positive for COVID-19. An official with the South African soccer team also tested positive. All three individuals are now at the Tokyo 2020 isolation facility, the South African Olympic Committee said. Tokyo Olympic organizers also said on Sunday that another athlete had tested positive, but that they were not residing in the Olympic Village. The athlete was only identified as, quote, non-Japanese. The Olympic Village at Tokyo Bay is meant to house 11,000 athletes, along with thousands of support staff. IOC President Thomas Bach said last week there was, quote, zero risk of athletes in the village passing on the virus to Japanese or other residents of the village. The Tokyo Games are set to open on Friday. Facebook and the Biden administration clashed over the weekend regarding the issue of vaccine misinformation and its spread on social media. On Friday, President Biden said that social media platforms' handling of misinformation was, quote, killing people. On Sunday, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy warned these platforms have to recognize that they've played a major role in the increase in speed and scale with which misinformation is spreading while speaking on CNN. Meanwhile, the Times notes, quote, in a blog post on Saturday, Facebook called on the administration to stop, quote, finger-pointing and laid out what it had done to encourage users to get vaccinated. In the post, Guy Rosen, Facebook's vice president of integrity, wrote, the Biden administration has chosen to blame a handful of American social media companies, adding the fact is that vaccine acceptance among Facebook users in the U.S. has increased. The post cited company data showing that 80% of Facebook users either want to or have been vaccinated. The Times writes, quote, the White House's frustration with Facebook has mounted over several months. People with knowledge of the matter have said, while the Biden administration asked Facebook to share information about the spread of misinformation on the social network, the company refused to cooperate, the people have said. To see our daily briefs, go to the address in our show notes and follow us on Twitter at New America ISP. The Coronavirus Weekly Brief was produced by Shannon Lynch and Jason Stewart and was edited by Shannon Lynch. The podcast is brought to you by New America and Arizona State University.